suggested some sort of a grand extension. Ruthless aggression. Allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of Raw, Eric Bischoff. Who in the green hell are you? I lie, I cheat, I steal. And at WrestleMania. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Dits versus Josh. And it is a special edition because your boy Dits is 5 1 up, baby. Retrieve the W. <clears throat> How do you feel, Josh? Now, now, even, now it feels even more like a pity vote last week. That's what it feels like. Like, they had to give know. you one. I give you one. I've, I've, listen. I have kind of, I, I blame myself because I've put down the Twitter universe lately because it's not the platform for me anymore. So I understand if this vote was happening on TikTok, then who knows? Would be probably tired as well. But oh, <laughs> man, I'm, I don't know. The small victory last week and then back down to the bottom. So we'll reassess. <laughs> I mean, in your in your defense, Twitter is full of complete assholes. So, apart from the ones that who vote for me, then you you guys are amazing. But more or less, I'd say seventy percent assholes. Twitter is a Twitter is it's a cesspool. It's, a, it's an odd place. I love Twitter for the people that I've met. Um, not yes. dits, but other people. Um, ah. I but uh, there's a lot of cunts on there. Just, just say it. Just say the word. It's I'm not, not as saying the word. Spell it. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. You'll never hear me say that word on a podcast. I've made that abundantly clear. Um, <laughs> it's a very vile word when you use it the right it way. It is. When I don't know if I've right ever way. used it. You know. I use it every day, but not on the on internet. a podcast. Not on the internet. It's not happening. <laughs> mm. And the only other people that I'd say it to, other than other Australians, is you folk from. The British world, because I feel yeah, like yeah, we get not, it. Yeah, it's not as but Americans. <laughs> I think that's that crime. It is a no-go zone. Bloody Yanks, hey! Bloody Yanks. <laughs> Bloody see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I lost, but my raw was clearly the better, superior. Show it was. Last week. My it raw was. was so good last week, and this week not bad either. There's some gems. On Raw this week, um, and it, I believe I could be wrong, but it's Canadian week. We're in Canadian land all week. I was in Toronto. Believe you're in Montreal because they said correct. On, mm, they said on Raw, so it's Canada week, guys. We love Canada. I mean, I love a good Toronto crowd. I'm not gonna lie. Canadian crowds are pretty fucking lit. They're always mm-hmm. lively, always ready to go. So I'm I'm fine with Canada. How do you feel about Canada? I want to go to Canada. It's on Me my too. like to-do list of like places to go. It's like the top. I'd, I'd say I'd say I'd say probably top three actually. To be fair, mm. other than other than coming seeing me, mm-hmm. I, I would if you didn't have fucking like a million different things that are going to kill me. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'll get to you first. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah. Well, Canada is 
great. So shout out to Canada for being Canadian. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> whatever you call yourselves. Canada Canadians. Yeah, Canadians. Canadians, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's kinda early. Um, so <laughs> I'm still <laughs> not awake. But yeah, Canadians. That's what they call themselves. Why would they call themselves anything else? Canadians are Canadians. 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 All them all them yeah, them. The fucking their teams. Go their sports teams. Woo. <laughs> Ice hockey rules. <laughs> yeah, hockey and Yeah. I don't know. What else uh, do they do? <laughs> bobsled. Woo. Yeah, woo. Cool running. So it's not sports. Canadian. But, um, uh yeah. Uh I don't know where that was going. Shall we start? Shall we get into raw? Yeah, let's get away from that. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know where to go with that. I was like, I have no segue here. So let's just go to Raw. Um, Toronto, Canada, the Air Canada Centre, May 13th, 2002. It is now the oh, second week of WWE programming. We had more lady with the trimming of the she's hedges. St- yeah, she's still trimming a bush. She's like, see you later. And I was like, get the F out. Um, Jim Ross was a bit of a gun on commentary this week. He was saying a lot of lines that I'll, I'll get to, but... One of them, when the lady come on with the trim in the hedge, um, he wished after the despicable actions last week that Ric Flair would get the F out. Oh. oh I know. Jim Ross with the just yelling at his boss like that. Yeah. Um, but That's Raw, son of a gun. Yeah, well, honestly. Uh, Ross started with a handicap match. We got the Hardys versus Brock Lesnar. Now, Brock Lesnar this week didn't have his... He had his generic theme, but he had the intro to his theme he has now. It went... And then it was that generic crap. So, we're slightly... It's up getting there. there. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> getting there. Um, now, th- this match is actually quite good. Um, except for one little spot that Brock fucked up bad. Bad. Jeff Hardy, like... Matt got the hot tag on Jeff. Jeff comes roaring in, you know, clothesline, you know, the standard Jeff Hardy maneuvers. Um, lots of steam, crowds lively. And then Jeff Hardy attempts to do a sit-down jawbreaker. And not once, but twice did uh, Brock just go to his knees and not take the jawbreaker. And Jeff tried to do it twice. And Brock just went onto a knee, onto a knee, and then took the jawbreaker for some weird reason. And it looked <laughs> awkward, and it blew Jeff Hardy's... Um, Hot tag. But other than that, it was a really good match. The Hardys actually hit like the, you know, the splash leg drop deal from the two turnbuckles. You know, when they jump. Yeah. They hit that. And before they got the three, Heyman pulled the referee's leg out of, so see you bye. Disqualification. Hardys win by DQ. So it's the first loss on Brock Lesnar's record. Jesus. So, then... Because he didn't have uh, Stasiak on his side, that's why. Must be. Uh, then Heyman gets on the microphone, starts screaming, and says, that's not how we're going to do this. This Sunday, a judgment day, I challenge you on behalf of Brock Lesnar to a handicap match. They're like, cool, yeah. And then Heyman's like, mm, actually, I've got a better idea. Let's do a tag team match. And they're like, okay. They're standing at the top of the ramp at this point, the Hardys. Um, he said it's going to be the Hardy Boys taking on Brock Lesnar and his partner, Paul Heyman. Ah! Heyman and Lesnar versus the Hardys. Why would he throw himself into that? Why not? I, I guess we'll find out. Got but... a nice little tag match happening at, at a Judgment Day. I mean, he's got a pretty good bodyguard, all things considered. Yeah, honestly. Um, the Hardys are happy about this, by the way, because they want to 
destroy Paul Heyman, I guess. So I always thought there was a there was a handicap match between the Hardys and Brock, and then we saw backlash, and I was like, maybe I was just like dreaming that, and it never happened, but obviously it has. Well, I mean, it technically twice did. in one week. So yeah, we got a we got a tag match at Judgment Day. Raw's shaping it up now. Don't get too stressed because backstage is the NWO. They're here. Oh, They're yes. Here. But it's just Big Show and X-Pac. They're waiting for Ric Flair. And Flair walks in because Flair's a dastardly heel now. What a bitch. And he says he fired Scott Hall. Scott Hall's been fired. Um, he says Scott Hall was a failure. And he says also that Kevin Nash is no longer suspended, but he's recovering from bicep surgery. So he's not there. Tonight, there will be a new member of the NWO. Flair says that not even the person that is in the NWO that he selected knows that he's in the NWO. Only Ric Flair knows. What the f... Suspense. So then we go to the <laughs> ring, and Ric Flair and the Big Show come to the ring, and Flair hey. gives a heel promo. He shits on the Maple Leafs and all that fucking shit. You know, Canada hate him. Um... They hype up, you know, how there's going to be the handicap match with Stone Cold versus The Big Show and Ric Flair at Judgment Day, I believe. Um, and he announces that tonight there's going to be an undisputed championship match. Oh. Hollywood Hulk Hogan will defend against Ric Flair. Why? Why? So then we, uh, we have an Intercontinental Championship match. Eddie Guerrero defends against Sean Stasiak. <laughs> okay, I, I, I repeat, why? Well, before the <laughs> match, they had like an earlier today segment and Stasiak was like sitting on a chair in the locker room, just talking to himself, you know, being all in Planet Stasiak. And Eddie walked in and was like speaking something in, in Spanish. And then he said, um, is by any chance is Planet Stasiak a euphemism for weed. And he was like, are you, uh, Stasiak goes, are you saying that I need to be in some kind of altered state of mind to be on planet Stasiak? And Eddie's just kind of looking at him and then Stasiak's like, give me a chance at the IC title. And Eddie's like, okay. Wow. (laughs) Fighting champ, I guess. Um, So before the match even starts, RVD comes out, grabs a chair and sits down and he's going to watch the match ringside. Which is nice. Ooh. Guerrero beats Stasiak in like a minute. Frog splash, all that stuff. RVD and uh, Guerrero brawl. Um, RVD throws Eddie to the outside of the ring, goes up the ramp, does all these like, I'm Rob Van Dam stuff. And then Eddie gets on the microphone, starts yelling at RVD in what I can only describe as a horrible promo. He was like slurring his words and he was like, at one point, this was the exact line he said. He said, you want to mess with me, RVD? I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then, and then this segment ended by Eddie going, who do you think you are? And RVD doesn't have a microphone. He's at the top of the stage, and he just goes, uh, I'm Rob Van Dam. And that was the end of the segment. And I was like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, they're <laughs> fighting at Judgment Day. At least they'll have a good match. As long as just keep the promos away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage, and the coach is knocking on Stone Cold Steve Austin's locker room door to get comments about Ric Flair's actions last week. Um, but Deborah's there. Uh, I, 
I don't know when this is in the timeline, but I'm assuming that Deborah wouldn't be around for too much longer. But no. Um. Anyway, uh, Deborah's there, and she's like, "I'll get Stone Cold for you because he does have a lot to say." Um, about what happened with Ric Flair. Um, so we come back from the break and Coach is there with Stone Cold asking them about all that. And it's just the standard Stone Cold backstage segment. Lots of what's, lots of that kind of stuff. Honestly, just leaving us with more questions than answers. Pretty much. Okay, so this is probably my favorite seg. Well, probably my second favorite segment of the entire night. There is a video package. It's a special. A day in the life of Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> so they're following around Tommy Dreamer in this segment. It's like a vignette kind of deal. Um, it starts off with Tommy Dreamer brushing his dog's teeth and then brushing his own teeth with the same toothbrush. And then it shows him spraying deodorant on his tongue. Then he puts shaving cream and starts shaving his tongue. Then it shows Tommy Dreamer drinking toilet water (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know why oh it's just when he was going through his like he like eats puke and all that stuff that gimmick that somehow existed i don't recall this must be the first one because i don't recall one that's been on raw before i could be wrong but i i feel like i would have noticed tommy you haven't done anything for weeks mate but this week yeah, drinking toilet water. You go for it, boy. He was like standing in the fountain, like having a piss. And there was some dudes next to him. And he's like, um, have you ever had, like, have you ever drank the fountain water? Like the urinal water. Like the little, you know, like the little urinal, not the big, long trophy urinal. You know, like the little singular ones. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they're called. Whatever they are. Um, And then he got a cup. And then, like, after the dude was done peeing, he just put his cup there and drank it. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck? And he was like, it's colder than regular water. That's what he said. <laughs> I, was like, oh, wow. I was like, do you dreamer? But yeah, it was like the most bizarre thing. And I was in love with it. <laughs> Cause it's just pure silly. Um, speaking of things that don't really make sense. Uh, William Regal is d- here to do a commentary with JR and King for this next match. Terry Runnels versus Molly Holly. That's an exciting bout. Well, after last week, they have a lot of bad blood. If you remember last week, Molly Holly dressed in that swimsuit and then attacked yes. Terry with the, uh, the the flippers. So a lot of heat going into this one. For some reason, William Regal's there. Um, there's obviously, with Terry Reynolds involved, this isn't going to be a wrestling masterpiece because she's not really a... I don't recall Terry Reynolds really ever wrestling to be completely honest with you. I don't know about what you remember about Terry, but she was always a manager or a a backstage uh, interviewer. But she's wrestling in what I can only... Well, what Jim Ross can only describe as Victoria's Secret uh, attire, Molly Holly in her standard attire. Now, they talk about the fact William Regal is in love with Molly Holly because she's quite the grappler in his, his words. Um, and she doesn't have to expose her, in his words, bosoms to get the fans <laughs> to uh, cheer her. Um, and they're talking about how she's a virgin, you know, all the standard stuff. And Jim Ross comes out with quite the line. He said, Molly Holly is a virgin, but Terry Runnels sure isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but Terry Runnels hits a top rope Hurricane Rana in this match. Oh. That was the only memorable spot. Molly Holly wins with a small package. Um, and then throws Terry out of the ring, you know, get out, get out of here. William Regal, is, William Regal enters the ring, offers to escort Molly away from the ring. Again, mentioning the fact that she doesn't have to show her bosoms to, to, to get these people in Canada, these stinking fans in Canada to like her. He grabs her and they walk away together. Quite the dream team there. I would not be mad at Molly Holly and William Regal. You love William Regal. He's a fellow yes. Brit. I mean, I love Molly Holly, and they are quite the grapplers. Team wrestling, I wouldn't be mad. Bieri squats her away. I was like, cool. Um, Molly went over. William Regal said bosoms. I was happy. <laughs> I was not mad at that segment. Um, now, here we go. Undisputed championship match happening in the middle of the show. Hulk Hogan defending against Ric Flair. Mm. Tell me all about that. I'm really looking forward As to it. As you can imagine, these two 85-year-old men going at it was just what I wanted to see. Um, And it was fine for what it was. There was a lot of brother, 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 brother hulking up and a lot of woo, woo, woo humping. You know, that kind of stuff that you'd expect from Flair and Hogan. The crowd was so alive for this match, though. Holy shit. They were loud. Like, loud. Um, but the finish is what we need to talk about here. It's X-Puck running in, attacks Hogan. Big Show comes in and helps X-Puck. At some reason, Jim Ross just randomly shouted, Oh yeah, this is a no-disqualification match. I don't recall him ever announcing it, but I'm like, okay. So anyway, um, NW are in there helping Flair. Bradshaw, of course, runs in and chases away X-Puck and Big Show. Stone Cold runs in and gives Flair a stunner, and Hogan hits the leg drop and pins Flair. Standard fucking shit with the NWO. It's just NWO everywhere. And it's not even like... It's like the two lesser members of the NWO. It's the Big Show and X-Puck. Like, <clears throat> I don't care about them. <laughs> um, but we go backstage... For more NWO, um, because Flair's pissed about being screwed out of his 17th world title. So tonight, he said in a preview of Judgment Day, we're going to get a handicap match. It's going to be Big Show and X-Puck taking on Bradshaw. What's he done? What's Bradshaw ever done to deserve that? Uh, I don't know. Been there. <laughs> uh, Flair sets up a lumberjack <laughs> match with Austin at versus the new member of the NWO. Again, he states who still does not know he's in the NWO. So yeah, that's going to be our main event tonight—a lumberjack match. And he's going to oh, oh yeah. and he's going to personally handpick the lumberjacks. Oh, naturally. So then we have a women's championship and hardcore championship match, mixed tag match. So if Trish was to pin Jazz. She's the women's champion. But if Bubba is to pin Steven Richards, he's the hardcore champion. It doesn't work for, like, both ways. So it's not one person gets both. You know what I mean? Like, they get them for the yeah. team. It's whoever gets the pinfall. Um, so Trish is Canadian. So, of course, she's mega over, as she normally is anyway. But they love her. Um, she's from Toronto. She's a Toronto girl. She's ready to win the women's championship. You know, they're all ready to see it. Um, so they come out first, Bubba and Trish, and then Jazz and Steven Richards come out. And to start the match, 
Bubba gets Trish up on like the what's it called gorilla press fucking military slam thingo you know military Bubba press and, yeah and throws her out of the ring under Jazz and uh and Stephen Richards um and they go and get weapons because no matter this is a mixed tag match which means of course men fight the men women fight the women but also it's a hardcore match so get fucked I guess it doesn't really <laughs> matter um I will I don't really criticize Trish Stratus too much because I love Trish Stratus but. Man, does she have a hard time getting the trash can in the ring. Oh, boy. She was getting it and throwing it and just kept bouncing against the ropes and falling out. And she kept trying. I'm like, just Trish, just put it down. So she just brought in the trash can lid. She didn't need the trash can. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> um, but she gets a stop sign as well. Places it over Stephen Richard's groin. Um, and then, of course, in true Canadian fashion, what do you think that Barbara Ray hit that stop sign on the groin with? What's the most Canadian thing in the world? A hockey stick. A hockey stick. He got a hockey <laughs> stick and Canada was like, fuck yeah, hockey. And he hit him in the dick. He was like, oh shit. And then, of course, hardcore championship, 24-7 rules. Guess who runs in? Just incredible. Uh, he runs down with his own referee, but instead um, he, he pushes Bubba out, attacks Stephen Richards, but then... Before he can get the pin on Stephen Richards, Crash Holly comes out and attacks Justin Credible. There's been no pinfalls, so no title changes yet. Then Bubba throws. Then uh, Bubba comes in and hits Crash, and then disposes of Crash, and then hits Justin Credible with a guitar. So then he's disposed of. So he wants this for himself, of course. Um, there's fire extinguishers. There's all this kind of shit going on, you know. All the kind of shit that you would expect. Um, Trish at one point gets knocked down off the apron. Canada boos, by the way. Canada boos. She got knocked off by somebody. I couldn't ex honestly tell you who it was in because there's so many people going in and out of the ring at this point. Um, but Jazz ends up getting tagged in and Trish crawls back into the ring. You know, like the under true underdog here. You know, Jazz has beaten the tar out of her. Like, get absolutely wrecked, Trish, you Canadian bitch. Um... <laughs> And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in true Trish Stratus faction, it's <laughs> get it, uh, true Trish Stratus fashion, she hits the Stratus faction for the win. We got a new women's champ. Canada went nuts. Trish won the title. Well, there you go. Yeah, um, but it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet because Jazz is in the ring, you know, down and out. Stephen Richards is somewhere having a nap, and uh, Trish grabs a microphone. Holds up the women's title and pushes Bubba Ray and says, Bubba, get the tables. So Bubba gets the tables, sets her up. Trish grabs Jazz, powerbomb off the top. Jazz through the table by Bubba. Nice. Everyone's, everyone's cheering. We got a Canadian women's champion. Toronto's happy. Good little segment. Good little match. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. And now we got a new women's champ. And I love Trish Stratus. Not as much as I love Molly Holly, but we'll get there. Um, okay. Coach is with The Undertaker. Um, he talks to The Undertaker about Hulk Hogan destroying his bike last week in what was one of the most amazing segments I've ever seen. Um, I hope people went back and just found <laughs> that. because I um, did. Oh, wasn't it just a joy? It's, it was... <laughs> It was. Like... He just—he really struggled. Um, it tickled me. <laughs> and the crowd were laughing, and they were trying their best. But <sighs> anyway, um, 
before Co- uh, Taker even answers, he just looks at Coach and is like, I'm not answering this, and just walks off. He just walks off. Yeah. We go backstage again to what your favorite thing about Raw is, Goldust and Booker T. Yeah. All right. So Goldust is standing there, and you can't see Booker T on the other side. He's talking. He's like, we've been handpicked to be Lumberjacks tonight. I'm so ready for this, Booker. I'm so ready for this. Like, are you ready to be a true Lumberjack? And it pans, and Booker T's dressed like a Lumberjack. And he's looking at Goldust. He's like, what the hell, man? You told me everyone was going to be dressed like Lumberjacks. Why are you not dressed like a Lumberjack? And he was like, you know, the Goldust. You know, like the... And he was like... And Booker T's like, I look like a damn fool. (laughs) Like, walked out. He He had, like, the axe and the plaid. And, like, he was full Lumberjack in this. And Goldust just had his normal get-up on. And he's just like... And then just walked off. And I was like, that was amazing. What an amazing segment. All right. Uh, we've got a handicap match now. Bradshaw versus X-Puck and Big Show. It's boring. It's fucking oh. boring. Like, no way. maybe I'm just disconnected because it's the NWO and Bradshaw, but this was boring. But the good thing about it is that um, at one point, Big Show cheated and hit Bradshaw with a chair, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, because who got the pin over Bradshaw? Not Big Show, but X-Puck. You got beat by X-Puck, Bradshaw, so take that, you idiot. <laughs> you big goober. Um, so, yeah, that is a non... <laughs> Let's get to the Hulk Hogan interview. Oh, yes. Everyone knows this oh, segment. Yes. Everyone's seen this segment. It's always on Twitter. It's always on the internet, so it's not like it's never here. But, uh, okay. Um, he was gonna, so Hogan basically says he was going to cruise around Toronto on his bike. Hogan says he decides to stick around and watch, uh, Austin's back at, as a lumberjack. Cause he's going to be a good friend to Austin. Cause he says Austin has always had his back. You know, what a good lad Hulk Hogan is. <sighs> um, but who sneaks up on Hogan? The Undertaker and hits him with a tire iron. Oh my. Yeah. Knocks him out and Hogan's like, I'm old. Oh, I'm racist. Um, and then. <laughs> uh, he hog ties Hogan to his Harley and just drags that son of a bitch around the arena. And Hogan's like, ah, I'm old. <laughs> and, um, he's like, ah, and he's like, come on boy. And like revving him, revving it up and fucking swinging him around. And I'm just like, bravo. What a segment. I'm just like, yes, sign me up a thousand times over. I'll just keep on watching that shit. Um, but it went on for a really long time. It was kind of awkward. Um, cause like he would go away and then the camera would be back and he's like, ah! and I'm like, Oh God. Um, but it was still fascinating to watch him just, you know, being in an uncompromising position, to be honest, I was really enjoying that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's main event time. Lumberjack match, Steve Austin versus the newest member of the NWO. So here's, here is the Lumberjacks, by the way, before I reveal the new member of the NWO. We've got X-Puck, of course. Big Show, of course. Ric Flair, of course. We've got Raven. we got Big Boss Man. Crash hey. Holly. Booker T. Goldust. William Regal. Brock Lesnar. And Eddie Guerrero. So start off the, the match. All of the Lumberjacks, of course, attack Austin when he comes to the ring. Like, fuck you, Austin. Blah, blah, blah. And then Ric Flair says, you're going to face the newest member of the NWO, Booker T. And Booker T gets in the ring. Looks all surprised and he fights Austin. 
Um, this is a stand, you know, the lumberjack deal. You get thrown out, they all attack the baby face. That was essentially what happened here. Um, we had lots of lumberjacks interfering in the match and of the ref going to call for the disqualification, but Flair's like, no. Um, so there's lots of that. But Austin ends up getting the win because it's stone cold. Um, see, of course he went, he gets the win, uh, gets the win and he escapes all the lumberjack. He, he leaves. Arn Anderson sneaks up behind Austin and knocks him out. Or knocks him <laughs> down, I should say. Um, then Flair orders Lesnar to take Austin back into the ring. Uh, Big Show choke slams him. X-Puck just chokes Austin for some reason. He's just got him in a headlock, really. Um, Flair throws the referee out. They all beat up Austin. Austin's bleeding from the mouth at this point. We get another choke slam, And Flair punches him as Raw goes off the air. So, yeah, we're all hyped for that handicap match. Oh, yeah. I can imagine oh, yeah. it's going to be a five-star classic. At I can see why Austin wanted to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was an okay oh, Raw. I mean, hog tying Hulk Hogan is always going to be a high point. Oh, um, yes. The, the Women's Championship Hardcore title match was good. Um. I like Molly Holly and William Regal just because I like Molly Holly and William Regal and Tommy Dreamer stealing the show. Not mad. Not <laughs> fucking mad. Canada, you did well. We love hockey. That was basically that's basically the gist of the show. <laughs> we love hockey. <laughs> hockey. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. That yeah. raw. Yeah. Decent that raw. raw. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Yeah. It's not a waste of my time, which is always good. I think I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you tell me what you think. Obviously, I'm going to talk about SmackDown now, but I don't know. I think you've got the edge there because I think it was another week where I was kind of like sat there watching and was just like, this this is just a show that happened, not a great deal. Um, however, that being said, somebody returns this week. I'm so happy for and everybody who listens to this will be happy to know that he is back um of course you said it was uh, uh Canada week and we are of course going from uh, Montreal this week and uh annoyingly as is always the Smackdown way we don't start with a match um that's it's where so Raw gets the upper hand happens. like Raw when does Raw ever start with a match in this day and age ah. or Smackdown for that matter but I mean like yeah, fair one yeah um we always start... Have you noticed, like... I understand there's always going to be formulas, because you probably noticed this watching SmackDowns back then, and I've noticed it with Raw. There is a certain formula they follow, and it's not the same as today's formula. But something no. that I've noticed with both of our shows, even just not watching SmackDown and listening to you, is that there's... While there is storylines within television now, these are way more consistent. You actually get week-to-week storytelling instead of just going pay-per-view to pay-per-view. Have you noticed that things flow a yeah, little better? Sure. I've noticed like the continuity between show and show instead of show to pay per view. I've noticed that, but that might be just raw. I don't know. I've noticed no, I think it so. Smack, SmackDown's got that going on as well. Yeah, it's 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 not just so much about hyping the pay per views. I I've it's still about it, but like there's more effort put into the actual television product. Like when do we not have a raw? Even even like like the bottom of the card stuff. Yeah, as well like, gets 
a lot of love. And it's like continuity. Like I've noticed like with your show, like Tajiri and all that have had continuity with their stories, but they're not necessarily like being hyped up for pay-per-views. Which and it I could literally like. just be like a, a five second segment or yeah. like like this like this week that that it does continue and it literally lasts for about 30 seconds but it like does but it's it enough be, yeah. that you know exactly it's enough that you know oh this storyline is still going on i think despite what happened last week relied at this stage um more on like the top three or four matches selling the pay-per-views and everything underneath that wasn't not that it didn't matter but they could kind of be a little bit more flexible with it i feel Maybe I, yeah. I I could be wrong because they probably do that to a certain degree now, but um I've just noticed the the lack of continuity now and then like it's just they're like two different products now. I I think I think it's like night and day different with how they actually approach doing television. There's a lot more That's... emphasis on the entertainment side of things on Raw, um when Raw really now is a lot more match heavy. Yeah, and yeah, I'd say I'd say that SmackDown mirrors it as well. It's completely like matches are no more than four or five minutes, if even if that. Yeah, apart from the main event, which never, is about ten minutes. Even that, like the biggest matches on that lumberjack match went for no longer than eight or nine minutes. And that's a main event. You know what I mean? Like all these matches are like most of the matches on Raw that I talked about were like two or three minutes long. Even the women's title hardcore match, which was great, went for like five minutes. But now but Raw, think, Raw get like three segment matches and SmackDown yeah. even get two or three segment matches. It's just different. I don't know. I just I noticed think, it. I, yeah, I think, I think it worked though back then because like, I mean, obviously we have all these different storylines going on. We have a lot more time mm-hmm. to like spread out these storylines and have stories be told. That's true. Um, you know, and I'm not against like quicker matches on TV not either. and I save the good it. stuff for the pay-per-view. I prefer you know? it to be honest, because I like my television product to be way more segment entertainment based and my pay-per-views yeah. to have none, like little to none of that and be all matches. That's how I prefer wrestling, but they yeah, don't I'm do that anymore. They just have the same formula for every single show. <sighs> but anyway, go to SmackDown. Who <laughs> Not a match kicking off the show. <laughs> um, well, this is a SmackDown tradition in where somebody gets wronged the previous week and it's their God-given right to come out on the show first the following week. So, of course, Triple H is opening the show this week and uh, oh, he's, he's talking about Vince because Vince kind of mugged him off last week, um, saying, like, you think you can you can put me down, you can think you can send six guys to the ring to kick my bleep. Mm-hmm. within five minutes we had a bleep and it was the tamest of bleeps kick my ass ass is not a swear word ass is not a swear word at all ass is like i i could say that to people customers at work mm-hmm. no matter ass and piss and, is not swearing yeah and, and the word or crap crap as well crap's a word and oh, they don't no. bleep that why why would you bleep ass and not bleep crap if they beat piss they would beat piss right i'd imagine they would it's not like they're saying fuck you know what i mean i know i'm out of bleeping fuck (laughs) beep beep (laughs) that was more like Um, scanning something that wasn't a beep (laughs) 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 we're like at the checkout (laughs) beep beep 
so yes, yeah, so, so regardless of everything that Vince throws at him, he's going nowhere. Um, and then turns his attention to Jericho and says how he's never experienced a Hell in a Cell before. Um, and tonight he can give him a first-hand taste of the pain suffered in that match if he comes down to the ring, which he can consider purgatory. And tonight you can start to burn. Ooh. But not Jericho. It's not Jericho that comes out. It's Edge who comes out. And with a purpose. May I ask not... something? You may. Edge, at this point, was his music Rob Zombie, like, never going to stop me? Or was it still? Yes. Okay. Okay, carry on. Um, You don't like that theme song, do you? I'm not a, a huge fan of it, but it reminds oh, me it. of, you would know this because you like video games too, Shut Your Mouth. And he had that in Shut Your Mouth. And I just remember yeah. always putting him in his purple tights because I like the purple ones for some reason. And he was, and I was like, never. And I was like, I always hated that song. I don't know why. I just, because some people love that Edge theme. And I'm just like, it's not good. <laughs> I dig it. I'm not into it. I dig that shit. I dig it. Um, but he comes out. He's not hyping up the crowd like he usually does. Now he's coming down with a purpose, bit of a scorned face. Um, obviously not happy that Triple H clocked him in the face with a sledgehammer as SmackDown went off the air the previous week. Um, and he says to him, well, he says to Triple H, they're supposed to be good guys and good guys don't have problems with each other. But right now he doesn't give a crap about any of that. He has a problem with Triple H. Um, and strangely throughout this whole, as every single little bit Edge is saying he's getting what chance in Canada? Oh yeah. Edge is Canadian. And Triple, Triple H is, like, getting cheers and stuff like that. And then Edge comes out and he's getting, like, minor boos and what chance. I was like, is why? Is it piped? Would they pipe that in? Would they be editing that in? I don't. I actually don't I think there was any. There wasn't any other what chance throughout the entire show. Hmm, that's apart weird. Apart from that opening segment. Maybe it's the Rob Zombie theme. <laughs> yeah. If it threw me off. To be honest, because I was like, why, why are you doing that? Canadians love Canadians. Why? They, the only things that Canadian hates is Shawn Michaels. They hate Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Especially in Montreal. Um, and then um, Edge says that he um, he feels like he's play, been playing the game all week. Um, I don't know why he said that. Um, <laughs> Triple H uh, says he's, uh, he's a lot of things, but one thing he is not is a good guy. And if you want to go, let's go. And they start fighting, but literally before it, before at least three punches could be thrown, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho are straight down to the ring, attacking everybody. Um, and eventually, uh, Triple H is on the outside of the ring. Jericho is holding Edge in the ring. Angle comes in with some scissors. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> and snips off a bit of Edge's hair before getting run off by Triple H who is swinging chairs. Get Get so Angle, Angle takes a little prize away from this segment. A lock of his hair. And uh, oh, here we go. We move backstage to Vince's office. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Guess who's back? Back again. Creepy Vince. It's back again. So he's... um. Don't say it. Oh, well, what was revealed at the very, very start of the show? But there's, there was going to be a swimsuit competition oh, between Tory Wilson. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say Vince is in it. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. 
Um, and uh, Stacy. Wait, Keebler. wait, wait a minute. A swimsuit competition. Someone's stealing ideas from Raw. Nah. Fucking recycled nah. material from Raw. Never. Hear Never. That, people, when you go to vote this week, look who, look what show is stealing from the other. Two yeah, we, we, happened. yeah, we flipped the switch on it though. It's not, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't turn out how you think it would turn out. And actually it results in one of the strangest segments I've ever seen in professional wrestling ever, but we will get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Vince is there checking out Stacy in her black gown. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vince says, oh, I know you're going to beat Tori tonight, but uh, do you mind if I have a little bit of a sneak peek? And obviously Stacy pulls her gown away in there. there. We don't see it, but Vince definitely does because he's got his cum face um, going on times a thousand and noises to accompany it as well. It's not just a face. He's got audible this time. Um, and he's like, you're going to wear that little thing out there. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like. Uh, these these are actual coats, or this is an actual coat. What if I were to give those pups uh, a little nuzzle for luck? Oh, yuck. Move on to the next segment. Ew, <laughs> he's so old. And he goes in. Oh, no, he does to, not. I, I presume he's going into motorboat, those puppies. Um, however, before he can do the deed, Jericho and Angle bust in um, to the office and uh, bragging about their attack. And uh, Vince says he didn't see it. I assume he's been masturbating over Stacy all afternoon. Um, says, why don't we have some fun tonight? Let's set up a tag team match between Kurt Angle and Jericho against Triple H and Edge. It'll be great. They're going to likely win because Triple H and Edge still aren't on the same page. Away you go. And then it 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 kind of insinuates that something was about to happen in Vince's office, but we didn't. It wasn't as bad as the last time it happened when they were putting clothes on and yeah, all that horrible stuff. I never uh, thought this would come out of my mouth, but I really wish that that was Randy Orton because it wouldn't be as near as creepy. It would just be like a little like, okay, just go and bone. <laughs> like just, oh my God, Vince McMahon. Is, oh, so oh, it's grade A content. Grade A content. It's what gets it's what gets me through every episode of SmackDoon every single week. What's creepy Vince doing this week? I was like, where are you going with that sentence? I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Next segment. <laughs> Pass. Um, so we get into the first match of the show. It's Lance Storm and Hardcore Holly against Orton and Big Val Bellend. Um, and against the trend, which I always find, like, it always catches me off guard when the heels are, like, top left. Oh my god! And the baby faces are bottom same. right. Like it That's completely right. throws me off. No, get in um, the that right happened spots. in here. Uh, there was like standard um, back and forth in the match. You know, it was just yeah, a standard TV match um, for this period. Um, Val Venus or Val Bowski or Nob Chucks, whatever you want to call him these days. Uh, him and Holly are fighting outside. Uh, Lance hits a super kick on Orton um, in the ring, and he kind of falls on him for the pin. And the ref counts to two, but then Orton. This is I. I, I had to. I actually rewatched this about four times because I was like, that doesn't look right. He, he gets the two count, but then Orton like gets out of the pin and puts Lance in his own kind of like crate. Like I think it's like an inside cradle. Like I can't. I don't know what the name of the fucking pin a is, but he gets him in a pin. A crucifix pin. I could be. Is a that crucifix. the one with the arm and the leg? And yeah, he's like locked the arms in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like over him. Yeah. Um. And the referee just like straight away, one, two, three. So it was literally like one, two, three, four, five. It was like just one fluid motion. I was like, 
I don't understand what just happened there. Did Lance Stormin, he's counted an extra two for no reason. Wait, so uh, Orton went over? Orton won. Okay. But it was the fact that Lance Lance Storm hadn't, like, kicked out or anything, and Orton hadn't actually put the pin fully on Lance yet, but the referee was still counted to three at that point, but then did the extra two, and I was like, huh? But Orton won. That's how it. That's how it came about. Um, yeah, Orton and uh, Big Val Bowski, Bowski got a uh, got a win there. Which Orton, I'm glad. Val, not so much. Um, shockingly, we go backstage again, mm-hmm. um, and this time we see Tori walking backstage with her pink gown on. Mm. Um, and Maven comes out of the locker room, intercepts Maven. her, and wishes Maven, Maven of all people. <laughs> Um, and wishes a good luck in the uh, swimsuit competition. Uh, says he saw what happened with Tajiri um, last week and says, you know, do you want to go out for some food after the show? Maybe some drinks. And uh, Tori's up for it. He's shooting yeah, his shot. <laughs> succeeds because Tori does say yes. And she she heads off um, to get ready to strip. Um, and whilst Maven's giving her the googly eyes walking away, Devon and Batista oh, walk around. my brother. <laughs> And uh, and so he, he, he said, God knows what is going through Maven's head. Um, it's likely all sinful and lustful thoughts. Calls Tori a Jezebel. And Maven gets in his face about it. He's not happy. He's not happy with that fucking um, insult. But then Batista obviously squares up and Maven backs down. But uh, in comes big daddy Al Snow <laughs> to uh, save the day. And uh, he was like, oh, what's, go- what's going on here? And then d says, ah, oh, well, well, Maven, you will get your salvation in our match tonight. Dum, dum, dum. Could you say that Maven will be tough enough? <laughs> you did it. You went there. Do you get it? Because he won tough enough. Did he? Mm. Oh. Weird. Didn't get that. Didn't get that, Josh. Just had to make sure that everyone understood. <laughs> um, so we remain backstage, and this time we go to a locker room that is uh, Funaki. Oh hell yeah! The number one ring announcer on SmackDown. Let's go, Funaki. Well, not at this point, I, but you know. Yeah, he gets better. I say that he was probably actually quite funny at this point as oh, well. He was so good. Um, Gregory Helms comes in in his report, like reporter type gear, um, and says, uh, Hurricane has been receiving evil notes from an evil man, and you just so happen to be wearing an evil T-shirt. You know, that whole, like, evil, you know, shit. Um, And then Funaki has, like, literally no idea what is going on. He's just like, yeah, whatever. And he turns around and reveals a note stuck to the back of Funaki. And it doesn't say, kick me. It is another note. It is a horror note oh, no. for uh, and Gregory Helms takes it, has a read, and it says, "Congrats on your title shot tonight, but take heed if you win, because your pain will truly begin." Oh, mm. We love a good mm. riddle on SmackDown, apparently. Dum dum dum. Who is it? Who is it? Um, we remain backstage and go to a Jericho interview. Um, he talks about how everybody thinks. Um, the big bad game is going to beat him um, but says he's the guy that put Triple H out for eight months when he put him in the walls of Jericho on the uh, announce table true. ages ago that's not true that's, yeah true. But he, he holds that 
Um, and then says Triple H will face the real Chris Jericho at Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, they got Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Which you don't recall seeing. I don't. So I mean, I this is going to be like nice and fresh to me, so I'm looking forward to it. I recall seeing it. Um, then we go with Devon versus Maven. And now usually I would bust out the karaoke Josh right now, but it's, I actually have only just realized he doesn't have that theme song yet. It's all oh, organs. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Ah, fuck. So, like Liv Morgan, you know, in the ca- in the chamber. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> it's just going to be me now. Every time that anything goes wrong, it's going to ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, there's a pre-match promo. Uh, and Devon says, before he does his sermon, um, Batista will go into the crowd and you will donate. Ooh. And then out comes Maven and the match begins. So the ref, have you, have you noticed how quick the ref counts? Absolutely. Like, were back then. It was like one, two, like three, and you're like, ah, okay, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's no wonder people are getting beat by fucking clotheslines and crossbodies and drop kicks. Like, clothesline like a... is the trigger. Don't say clothesline because that just makes you think of that big goober. <laughs> we don't need to talk it's... about him on SmackDown. He's for Raw. It's just bizarre. Like, it's, it's kind of like that the speed that the refs would count yeah, it's, in I 2002 WWE is how a heel special guest referee yeah. would count now. No actual it's, fucking kidding. It's literally I, it's, like that. I don't get it. But it takes that, away yeah, that's the, it I, I guess we're just wired to watching wrestling in current time. But it, it, to me, it takes away, like, the, the falsy. Like, it takes it away. It's like, well, it's done. <laughs> and the only way you get the slow count is when you get the referee... Um, inevitably bumped because that happens and then they because they're so hurt and they can't do it any quicker. Like, uh, uh, two <laughs> kick out! Oh my god! god. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Maven's in control for the majority of the match, um, but Batista gets up on the apron, which allows Devon, because obviously the referee is distracted, allows Devon to low blow, hit his finisher. Don't know the name of that finisher, and picks it? up what the win. It? What was his finish? It's kind of like, um, oh. He didn't have the, no, that's Bubba that had like the full Nelson bomb. He kind of. He didn't oh. have a cutter or a DDT or some shit, reverse DDT, some bullshit like that, some boring. I don't even know if it was his finish. I mean, it was probably like a signature, but he, I'd have to watch it again. It was like, he was, it wasn't memorable. Okay. Um, Good to know. <laughs> Um, attacks Maven straight after the bell, despite the fact he knows Al Snow is literally a, a couple of feet away from him. Uh, of course, Al Snow comes in to protect, but then gets clocked by Batista in the grid with his donation box. Oh, no. Shapow. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Right. So we go backstage again. And genuinely, this is the most bizarre segment I've ever seen. Like, I don't I do not know why it happened. I don't, I, I just don't understand. So Stacy's backstage in her little locker room and <laughs> she goes to check herself out in the mirror. And for some reason, a little person, I, I don't know what the, uh, the PC way of calling them is a dwarf midget. I don't know. Um, they okay, bust out of the cupboard. I don't know why he busts out the cupboard with a camera um, and he's, it's, and she's, he's like, ah, oh, you're one of my favorite people in WWE. It's like, oh, what? And he's like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to film the whole competition on my Panasonic camera. So there's a plug. Um, 
He says, I break a leg tonight. And he says, I'll be waiting for you when she wins and comes back to the locker room. And all while this is going on, there's a few more thrown in there. And then he goes and then he like kind of like goes backwards into the cupboard, like slinks away into the darkness kind of thing. And as he's like closing the fucking door, he's like, it's like, I don't understand what just happened. I'm not going to lie this. I will never say this again, but you deserve to win for this segment. That sounds amazing. He said WWE. WWE. I hate it so much. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Like, please go back and see. Just, it's, I, I don't. I, I fucking I, hate and love wrestling. I hate it. It's the worst <laughs> shit ever, but it's amazing. That sounds incredible. I'm crying. <laughs> I yeah, I I said it was bizarre. Like I honestly just don't. That? Like I'm actually like not even like doubting your way of explaining. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> Strange, and he never appeared again for the rest of the show either. By the Why way, did that happen? Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to happen a lot whilst we do this show. I, I yeah, mean, it's I very uh... crying, laughing. I just can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, and then we actually go to the the swimsuit competition itself. Um, they yeah, they both come out to the ring. There's some like porny music playing, um, and Taz says, uh, "Tori, you get to go first. So he's like stripping. She's stripping down, um, almost reveals everything, but then Tajiri races into the ring and covers her up with like some black coat kind of thing, and then drags her backstage. So we don't get to see Tori. Um, and then Stacy says the competition just left the ring, so that means that she's the winner. So then Taz says, "Well." If you're the winner, then at least the winner needs to show us what they got. And then Stacey's like, you wish. Saving it all for the little man backstage with his Panasonic camera. And strangely, because I completely forgot this was the rule, um, Trish Stratus appears oh, on SmackDown. Champ and Canada. Yeah. You get your hands off my Trish Stratus. <laughs> get your dirty little mitts off of Trish. Well, we see a lot of Trish um, in this little bit here. So she uh, she comes down to the ring. is like, these people came here for a competition. And she's like, well, I forgot my bikini, but I've got this. And then she, like, kind of pulls a, um, a coat away. And she's, like, there in, like, this, like, pink bra and panties kind of thing. Um, and then Stacy goes to hit her with her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Trish throws her out of the ring um, and then is is declared the winner. And, of course, she does, like, a little dance for everybody and to enjoy. Like, Canada. Mike, Michael Cole, in particular, dug that segment. I do, he, was, I, he was enjoying that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't process that segment because I'm still processing the one before. Um, <laughs> sounds rad. <laughs> I when, um, when this, obviously, the episode goes out and you um, – and you do like the little promo graphic for it. I honestly go and find that set. It's about halfway through the show. I absolutely will. Fine. You know, like when they, they book, they've started like through the new WWE network layup, they've like bookmark every little episode. So you can know, like you can just like jump back in. I'm very curious to know if that little bit has been bookmarked <laughs> and what the description would be. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds amazing. 
but go find it and get that picture. Um, and maybe a sound bite. That'd be great. Um, then we go backstage um, with Vince, uh, Devon, and Batista. Vince is congratulating Devon uh, about all his recent success, and then he just he, t- he just randomly turns to Batista and says, "You're very impressive." And that's it. It's just a one-liner. He's like, "You're very impressed." That's it. Um, and then Stacy comes in, um, all pissed off, and Vince says uh, um, he doesn't know how to, but he's going to make it up to her. And then Stacy's like, "Oh, I know how you can make it up to me. Give me a championship match against Trish at Judgment Day." And Vince says he can do that. He says as long as he lets her employ the services of the Reverend uh, Devon Protection Fund. Um, and he kind of turns to Devon and is like. You will provide protection, won't you? And then Devon goes, You want a reverend to go out and buy condoms? That's where we are. That's where we are with this. And then Vince says, No, it's all about Trish having Bubba in her corner. So counter it with her half brother Devon. Dum dum dum. So the Dudleys are reunited at Judgment Day. Exciting stuff. Wait, we're going to Trish Stratus versus Stacey Keebler? At Judgment Day with Dudleys in the corner. No offense, Stacey. I really, honestly, do like Stacey Keebler, but that girl cannot wrestle. Well, we got to enjoy that. And Trish, um, at this point, wasn't like quite there yet. She was nearly there in the ring, and she was getting a lot better, but she wasn't quite there. Oh, it's going to be a car crash. I'm here for it. It's probably going to be my favorite <laughs> yeah. match of the show. Let's be honest. Maybe we'll get creepy events. I hope. He's then made you can out. He's made that. out with Trish before, so. Um, so we go. We actually get some. Uh, <laughs> we actually get some in-ring segment here. So we get uh, Rico versus Rikishi, um, a follow-up to their little mini feud they've got going on. Uh, Rikishi starts well as you'd expect, but Billy and Chuck. Um, oh, whoa, wait! How the karaoke, Josh? I don't know if I can today, dude. After that, we. I'm still kind of crying. Karaoke, Josh will return next week. Oh, the boo. week after. Boo. Not happening this week. I've given you boo. all the free balls. I told people to just go vote for you. I'm not giving That's them true. my luscious sounds. You did. That is true. Um, so, uh, Ricky, I, I need to find that segment and put it on Twitter just to see what people's reactions. This is fucking insane. Um, um, yeah, so Rikishi starts the match well, um, but Billy and Chuck get involved, as you'd expect, and swing the tide of the bow. Uh, Rikishi gets back into it, throws Rico into the corner, um, and as he goes for that little fucking arse jump into the fucking corner type thing that he does, uh, Rico pulls the ref in front of him, um, distracts the ref, and then Billy and Chuck run in to attack Rikishi. And this is another thing, this is, I mean, just a general like complaint that you know, we all have, you know, it's all about, you know, taking away the belief and all that stuff when it comes to wrestling, but how the referee does not hear any of this commotion going on behind him. And I'm talking yeah. leg slaps, fucking the, the ring literally shaking as if so, it's not like Rikishi's there jumping up and down doing fucking star jumps. Like he's getting attacked. Like it's bizarre. I don't, I guess you just have to forget about that stuff. But anyway, um, Billy drops kicks um, Chuck when Rikishi dodges out of the way, um, and then Rikishi throws them both out of the ring. Um, but Rico hits that devastating spinning heel kick, oh. which has ended a lot of matches over the last month, um, but only gets a two count this time against oh, Rikishi. Only gets a two count, Protect I know. Protect the finish. Protect, Protect the finish. finish. <laughs> um, then Rico goes for a sunset flip, but gets Banzai dropped for a free count. 
Booyah. Sing along with wins. three count. One, two, three. There you go. You got some singing this week for three count. I mean, different groups, same lovable was, approach. That was that was something. Mm. Um, Rikishi, yeah, and then randomly, Rikishi's up on the uh, up on the stage and he's doing a dance. Um, he even gets pyro. Very weird. So I don't know why that okay why that happened, but there you go. That happens. Uh, it was like Goldberg pyro. Ugh. Strange. Um, and then we go back to Vince's office again. Oh, um, and uh, Creeper Vince is back. Indeed, he is. Um, he's uh, running his finger down Stacy's leg in a seductive way that only Vince can do. And he's like, I, there's no doubt who should have won that competition. And he goes to tongue her. But then Billy, Chuck and Rico bust in um, complaining about the loss. And then Vince says, you're the damn tag team champions. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Uh, he says, like, Judgment Day is going to be Billy and Chuck defending the titles against Rikishi and a partner of Vince's choosing. Now get the hell out of my office. That's, that's how that segment went. Hey, that uh, means that Billy and Chuck karaoke by Josh is going to be at Judgment Day. There you go. That's true. So if there's anything to look forward to in the review episode next week, it's that. And Stacy and Trish, because I'll have a ball that. with that one. I'll have a, <laughs> um, a Triple H interview. Uh, he says Jericho needs to understand that he's uh, he's going to be all alone in that ha- in that cell, um, and says you know nobody's going to be able to come in and help him. Uh, but in comes Edge, and he's like, we still have a problem. Um, Triple H says he admires the guts and bravado, but he says go and win some world titles before you step to the game. Boom, um, boom, boom. But then Edge counters that by saying he could take the Triple H way to the top and marry the boss's daughter and sleep his way oh, to world boom, championships. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and that's the end of that segment (laughs) yeah yeah triple h kind of just palms that off and he's just like look we have more important things to deal with at the moment he's like yeah true (laughs) (laughs) touche touche um we have a uh, cruiserweight title match tajiri defending against hurricane and billy kidman another case of random people getting title opportunities because why not? Yeah. Um, so Tajiri and Kidman like start beating the crap out of each other before Hurricane has even done his entrance. Um, and then it's it's a very, very short match. Not a great deal happens. Um, Kidman like completely misses a shooting star press. Like he kind of lands on his knees, not anywhere near Tajiri. It didn't look great. Um, Hurricane pulls him out of the ring, gets himself in the ring, um, hits a choke slam on Tajiri, new cruiserweight champion, Whoa. the Hurricane. Bum, bum, bum. So he's easy. So this kind of feeds into what we were saying about like the guys lower down again, like storyline stuff. So he's got all these notes backstage, all these riddles. Yeah. And now he's also a cruiserweight champion. So good on him. Um, now the bit that I never look forward to is uh, Hulk Hogan comes out to the ring limping. I was waiting following for him. His, uh, his, his, his dragging. Oh, food. Yes. Rina. Did you get to see that on the recap? The I did. Raw rebound, as I as they would call it back in the Dizay, the Raw rebound. But what I noticed when it kind of ended was it was it was like empty cardboard boxes falling on him, like it wasn't the pipes; it was empty cardboard boxes that landed on him. I'll take um, it. But he he was selling that shit like he yeah. was limping his way down yeah, to the fuck. ring, like he was struggling, um, and the crowd annoyingly went absolutely berserk for him and like Hogan was there getting really overwhelmed. 
like he was crying uh. like and this this thing went on for about five minutes before he even cut like any part of his promo and it was like come the fuck on like i was, like, oh, was gonna start now and then no he started crying i was like all oh, right he's gonna start now and now he now started crying again so like, oh, get on with it um and he eventually starts talking he's like oh he only had one goal um when he came back to uh wwf as it was and that was to get to wrestlemania but he says because of all these crazy maniacs you can't go home now um, and then there was like another 30 seconds of fucking Hogan love. Um, and then Hulk Hogan says, I thank you to everybody and hopes the dream never ends. Um, he says, it's not a case of hoping anymore. He knows Hulk Hogan will live forever. Blah, well, blah, I mean, blah. I don't think it's going to take losing a tile for Hulk Hogan to get some hate, but we won't go there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then out comes Vince McMahon. Um, oh, no. He's looking pretty pissed off as if like Hulk Hogan pissed on Stacy or something like that. Um, gets in Hogan's face. like, And then we get the you screw Brett chance as would be expected in this country. In that um, town. Says, in that, uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, he says in his opinion, Hulkamania sucks. Um, which I agree with. Relatable. Absolutely relatable, Vince. <laughs> um, says he loved seeing Taker dragging Hogan behind his own bike um, like he was a bag of roadkill. Again, um, Vince, relatable. Yeah. I relate and Vince to says that man. one time Hulk Hogan was an icon and the immortal Hulk Hogan, but no more. All he sees is an empty shell of what he used to be. Hulkamania is a disease. It has a terminal illness. Hulkamania has cancer. Oh, hell. God. Um, and then says Taker will bury Hulkamania at Judgment Day. Um, Vince says that he is Dr. Frankenstein and that he created Hulkamania and therefore he can take it away. Um, slaps Hogan in the face. Again, wonderful stuff. I'm loving Absolute this. joy. Um, but Hulk then attacks Vince, <sighs> um, hits his leg drop, <sighs> and then all of a sudden no longer sells the horrendous injuries suffered on raw he's fine doing all his like uh, 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 arms fucking uh, yeah fuck off um and then that closes down the segment then we go to the main event kurt angle chris jericho versus edge triple h um edge doesn't wait for triple h to get down to the ring and attacks both of them straight away but of course that doesn't end well for him um it's a decent match more or less, again, just standard TV fare yeah. that all builds towards that Triple H hot tag. Um, and this is something I've noticed as well. Like, we always seem to get in tag team main, main events. Absolutely. We on do. SmackDown. We do on like, Raw it's, too. It's, well, for the most part. Can we what? just have a singles match, please? Um, I was saying that. Did I have a singles match last week? I just had a singles match, so I can't relate. But Oh, no. It was a tag match last week as well. Shocker. Um, yeah, and then it kind of turns into like a free-for-all. So Edge counters an angle slam. And then hits a bulldog on Kurt. Jericho misses with a chair and then eats a spear from Edge. Then Angle hits the Angle Slam on Edge. Then Triple H pedigrees Kurt. But then Jericho breaks up the pin. Then there's a brawl outside between um, Triple H and um, Chris Jericho that causes a ref bump. Oh, shocking. Dreaded ref bump. Um, and then they take the, Then they like disappear. They go through the crowd. They head backstage. And then Edge goes for a spear in the ring, but Angle clocks him with the chair before the referee gets in, hits the Angle Slam, picks up the win, and then he pulls Edge's hair out of his tights and kind of dangles it over Edge nice. to close the show. This hair was just on my sweaty balls. That wouldn't be smell. That wouldn't smell nice, to be fair. Sweaty no, hair to begin with, and then 
all sweat. Trump juice. No. So wait, not a bad So Triple H and Jericho just disappeared? They vanished. We never saw them again. Okay, cool. Well, that sounds like a good time. I'm not mad at that okay. SmackDown. It was okay. We got Judgment Day next week to look forward to for everybody, and Judgment Day seems pretty stacked. SmackDown side of things is stacked. The Raw side of things is stacked. Um, so, yeah, we've got that to look forward to next week. A nice little Judgment Day review. I like these pay-per-views that we get it's, to review them. Yeah, it's nice. um, and... It's a good little break. It like, breaks things up a little bit. It's nice. Yeah, and not only that, is that this pay-per-view actually seems like it's going to be good. Because Backlash was I whatever. So. We've got... Let's... I know for Raw side of things, we've got, like, Eddie and RVD again, which should be fun. Um, we've got the handicap match, which is fine. Austin's in it. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, mm. Hogan and, and, and uh, Taker. Uh, Trish and Stacy. Classic. Um, what else have we got on there? I know uh, we got Hell in Ed, a Cell. You got the Hell in a Cell. We got Edge and... Uh, Edge Angle, yeah. Edge Angle, hair versus hair. Um, you got uh, that tag team title tag. classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think that's it. I might be wrong. I'm sure there's a uh, sure there's more, but um, should be fine. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it more. The more than I was backlash, especially. Yeah, me too. I'm 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 keen for it all. So that'll be next week here on Dits versus Josh. What else do you got to add, Dits, before we wrap it up? Um, well, it is um, my birthday today. Not my actual birthday. My show's birthday oh, today, say, which is your is, birthday today. How old nice. are you? Forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. Ah, uh, uh, you're older than me, so you're old. <laughs> like four years, four years. Um, in fact, actually, obviously, this drops on a Monday, so actually, it was yesterday that was the one-year anniversary of the show. So we had uh, quite an, an epic show um, this week. We did a uh, a tag team draft that special. Um, so it was Anton, myself versus the guys over at Headlock Talk, Stephen and Tanner. It was a good time. We had a great time. Um, so uh, go and listen to that because it's good. And then two days before that, we dropped a little bonus content out there. Um, and we had a chat with the um, the owner of WrestleCrate UK subscription service. Um, loads of wrestling goodies, collectibles, all that stuff. And that was a really good chat. Like really, really enjoyed that. Um, and that was actually one of the fa- my favorite episodes that I've done throughout that the whole year of the show so if you haven't listened to it go and check it out because it's good yeah go and check out all of ditz's stuff it's always good and find me on twitter at ditz on wrestling boom there you go plug's done yeah go and follow ditz you know where to find my stuff at this point you're literally listening on the network anyway um so you can find all the shows that i do make sure you follow me on twitter as well uh, Josh Robinson double zero. That's where you'll find pretty much everything. And if I'm going to plug anything this week, it ain't my TikTok. Don't worry. It's my Twitch. <laughs> Go and follow me on Twitch. I'm doing a lot more of that stuff. I got like my first subscriber to my Twitch channel last night. I was like, what the hell? I, yeah. made, I made $8. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, but that's pretty cool. I've been playing some until dawn and stuff like that. So come watch me shit my pants. Cause I do. Cause I'm a scared little bitch all the time. I just don't do well with anything scary. So, um, yeah, watch me have a heart attack. Watch me cry for your enjoyment. Basically. I'm all for that. Mm, I'm yeah. all for that. If you want to see me in pain, watch my Twitch. Um, and I'm also awful at video games. I'm not great at them. I love them, but I'm not great at them. Unless they're wrestling games, I'm not great at video games. I've really, really, really realized that in the last year or so. So I'm pretty trash <laughs> at anything that isn't a wrestling game or GTA. I'm just not good at them. 
but I love them and I'll happily play them. Um, so if you're into that kind of shit, go there. Other than that, I guess that'll be all for this week. Make sure you vote in the pinned tweet that will be on the Dits versus Josh account on Twitter. That's just Dits at Dits versus Josh. And you'll be able to vote away for your preferred winner. Hell yeah. And then we've got Judgment Day next week. So there'll be no voting next week per se. But um, we will get a nice Judgment Day review. And um, yeah, it still tackles the same way. If you haven't, how how we do kind of pay-per-view reviews is that I still tackle Raw. Dits tackle SmackDown. We just do it together, basically. Yeah. And we get to watch the whole show, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to relive. Like a little bit of raw, like have a little sneak peek, have a little yeah, I'm the same with flavor SmackDown. of it. I get to see stuff from SmackDown that I don't normally see because we don't, we don't, well, not as a rule. We've just kind of done this subconsciously. I think we don't go back and other than little clips here and there, I don't watch the episodes of SmackDown. I just rely on no. you to tell me. Yeah, what's I don't going watch on. raw. Yeah, I don't watch SmackDown. So, and it's better that way because I form no opinion. I just have to listen to what you tell me, but I will yeah. go back and watch that. Little person <laughs> segment. I'm trying to say that in the most nice way. WWE. <laughs> WWE. That's so bad, isn't it? I love it so much because it's just trash. <laughs> I love trashy television. <laughs> it's just great. All right. Well, uh, that'll take us home this week. Until next Monday, we will see you on the next Dits versus Josh. <laughs>